0: Welcome to Coaching Conversations with your hosts, Paul Marks and Tom Yates. Episode 12, Developing Your Emotional Intelligence as a Coach. Welcome, Paul. How are you? I'm doing
1: good, Tom. It's Friday. So uh, the weekend is just, just around the corner, and I'm looking forward to relaxing in the garden.
0: It uh, sounds great. Uh, yeah, I should do the same. It gets a little hot, but I do love it out there.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, today, Tom, we're looking at emotional intelligence and the role that it plays uh, within coaching, right?
0: Hmm. Yeah, emotional intelligence, uh, and we'll get into it. But you know, being um, in connection, in touch, uh, being self-aware of our emotions and how they how they guide us really through our life is so important uh, as a coach to understand ourselves because. We can then transfer that understanding on to our coachee as well, so they can they can have a good idea of what we need to do in order to to uh, to to be more self aware uh, internally as well as externally. So uh, emotional intelligence gives us a, a great guide to be able to do that.
1: So let's have a look at you know first what emotional intelligence is and where it comes from. Emotional intelligence actually is something that's been around for a long time, but I think it was popularized by Dr. Daniel Coleman back in the mid-90s when he wrote his first book on emotional intelligence. And, of course, the importance of having emotional intelligence in, you know, for every aspect of your life.
0: Mm, Yeah, right, right. Uh, It's been the ideas have been applied to many different contexts, you know, with business and leadership uh, uh, in education and in general, in the development of, of people and, and how they can kind of expand their own ideas of themselves and and be in touch with others uh, in a more effective way.
1: I think it's also important to recognize as well the difference between, say, IQ and also EQ or emotional intelligence, mm. because they are actually very different. I mean, I think everybody on this podcast is probably aware of what IQ is and and what that means, Um but emotional IQ or emotional intelligence is slightly different and there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about it these days being more important very often in the workplace and working with others than IQ. So I think EQ or emotional intelligence is something that's really valued not only in coaching but you know as you said in other aspects as well whether it be personal or professional relationships. So IQ is more, as I said, more about how you learn. Um, it's, about, it's evolved around your ability to reason um, and to process, obviously, logic. It's, it's, it's very much about that. But emotional intelligence is about how you manage, first of all, how you recognize your own emotions. Are you aware of your own emotions? And also, too, how you relate and how you collaborate, cooperate, and communicate with others. Mm. Anything to add to that, Tom?
0: Oh, well, I, I, I think it really started to come up, especially as we moved away from maybe a workplace that, that where people were more just focused on their own job, what they had to get done, and um, the amount of uh, intelligence they could bring to their job to, to be the best they could, to a point Uh, in the information society where we needed to share information, we need to use our critical thinking skills and we need to be more in touch with ourselves and how we can communicate to others as well. Where teamwork and collaboration and um, strategic thinking and critical thinking skills were all very important. I think emotional intelligence is a, a key component to, to being able to do all of that. So so it's kind of in in my idea anyway it's 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 kind of an evolution of of people and uh, the way that they interact now in this more modern world that's made uh, the ideas behind emotional intelligence so important and
1: that obviously relates directly back to coaching because it's all about how you know it's all about understanding our own emotions <clears throat> sorry as a coach, but also understanding and helping our coache manage um, and understand their own emotions as well so it's very important um so where does it start tom i mean you know if we want to develop our own emotional intelligence as a coach or we want to help others develop theirs oh and that's just before i move on that's an important point here as well iq is not really something that you can develop so you, i'm afraid you're born with your iq levels and it probably is not going to change i don't think there's any research out there that supports You're able to improve your IQ. However, that's very different with EQ or emotional intelligence, because emotional intelligence is something that can be developed. So just keep that in mind as as we go forward um, with today's podcast and our discussion. So, Tom, sorry, going back to that, you know, what are the steps then? Um, What is the framework behind emotional intelligence?
0: Right. Well, uh, Daniel Goldman, when he popularized emotional intelligence, he he divided it really into four different areas. The first is about self-awareness, about understanding ourselves. The second is more about self-management. How how much can we control the way that we think and feel and act? Uh, the third area is about social awareness. How aware are we of our environment, of our organization, uh, and the fourth? is about social skills themselves. How well can we actually communicate, collaborate, uh, work in teams, um, explain ourselves, etc. So there's four different areas. So I think we could spend a couple minutes on each area and and kind of see how they relate to us as coaches and how it might uh, be helpful for our coachee to understand these areas as well.
1: Right, so let's start at the very beginning then. Self awareness. So being aware of, as a coach, first of all, we need to be aware of how we feel before and during our coaching conversations. We we've talked about this in other podcasts about, you know, if you're not in a good place mentally and emotionally when you go into a coaching conversation, you're probably going to be not as effective as you could be <laughs> if you had a more sort of balanced and and um, let's say presence about
0: you Mm, right right if we don't if we're not self-aware we're going to probably allow our emotions to control the way that we think about our coachee but if we are more aware of our own thoughts or the own our own ways of dealing with situations through our emotions we can recognize that and we can actually consciously put those emotions aside as we're working with our coachy and it'll it'll create a a closer bond because we will be able to to see what our coachy is going through much clearer.
1: You know the you made a point that I'd like to highlight. You said about understanding your emotions, recognizing them, because emotions aren't there to drive and control our life. Our emotions are there to help us understand and recognize that we need to take action on something or an experience that we're going through however they shouldn't be dictating the way that we behave they are signals rather than directives and so as a coach if we're able to better understand our emotions and how we feel then we're more capable and more likely to be able to manage those emotions more effectively and when I talk about management of emotions here, and this is probably something to get into a bit later, I'm not saying suppress emotion. That's that's not there are some times where it's good to suppress, but very often suppressing your emotions and pretending they don't exist is, is actually quite detrimental to your health. But anyway, that's something we can talk about as we go through the podcast. So we've talked here, Tom, about the importance of being aware yourself so you can be effective as a coach. But also um, when we're working with others, we also want them to become self-aware of their emotions. And why is that important from the coachy perspective, Tom? What's your thoughts around that?
0: Uh, well, you know, <clears throat> we have to practice quite a, a high level of empathy with our coachees. We need to be able to really have that sense of what people are feeling. We need to be able to, to go into their perspective and really take that active interest in what their concerns are and that that really links back to you know making sure that we see our coachee with with lots of potential so that we can we can collaborate and we can dance with them um, i think i think it's one of the most important skills that we need to have as a coach and it also shines through to the coachee when we are doing that with them
1: mm and so moving forward to the next one, how does that relate? I guess it does relate directly, doesn't it? Between, first of all, having self-awareness of our emotions and also helping our coachee become more self-aware. But also moving into the next point is how we self-manage our emotions.
0: Mm. Yeah, we need to operate with a certain level of self-control, which is really that ability that we have to keep any disruptive emotions from, you know, affecting uh, the the best way that we can be. And I think we, we all suffer from this, right? If we get, if we get angry, we may lash out mm. consciously or unconsciously. We may, we, or we may hold things back, but then eventually it comes out. So if we're, if, if we're not able to, ima- to manage our emotions in a, in a, in a, um, Productive way, then our emotions will manage us. I guess, <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I find often when I when I talk about this, you know, with people in certain trainings um, and even in coaching sessions when we we discuss emotions, very often people are not actually able to describe or really be able to put a word on how they feel. Very often, it's almost like emotions are sort of happening, happening inside, but. People don't even really have a name to those emotions. They, they're unable to label those emotions. And I think that's that's really interesting because one technique that you can use to help manage emotions, especially when you're getting emotionally hijacked, where, like you said, you know, your emotions start to take control of your your thoughts and your actions, um, and they become out of control. Um, one thing when you start to feel that rise or that, you know, raise in emotional temperature or if let's say, for example, it's um anger, somebody says something or maybe you're driving your car and, you know, somebody cuts in front of you and automatically your 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 anger goes through the roof or it starts to really rise. Right. The temperature starts to rise. Um, mm. You know, if, if if you're not aware of your emotions, you might respond in a way that could be both dangerous to you and the other person by cutting them up or beeping the horn or, you know, making hand gestures out the window. Uh, But if you are able to recognize your emotions and say, okay, right now I'm feeling angry and this isn't, actually this isn't productive. And you start to think about your emotions in a more logical way. You're able to actually bring down the intensity of those emotions and manage them more effectively. And when we're, we're coaching people, you know, it is an emotional experience for both the coach and coachee. So emotional management Really has to be something that coaches um, need to work on, and it, it's not something that you just master. I think emotional management is a constant journey of self-development and self self-work, if you want to put it like that.
0: Sure, it, and also self-management. It, it and you know that's that's the main idea: being able to manage our emotions in a in a productive, positive way. And that really relates as well to other points around self-management, for example, showing integrity, being, being someone that people can trust is a, a thing that we have to manage, right? To be authentic people or being conscientious towards others um, or being adaptable, understanding the situation, being able to be someone that can, can adapt themselves to the new situation rather than being stuck in our own ego or even just you know showing that we have initiative and showing that we are capable of going beyond just where our mind might want to keep us but being able to step out and be someone that 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 can um that can understand things and understand where we need to go rather than being shut down in our own mm, emotional and uh uh emotional um prison I guess <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah it's really it it's it's um it's essential isn't it um mm. what about moving on then Tom to social awareness um what is that about I mean you talked about empathy earlier on in the podcast how is that relevant right. to to social awareness as a coach
0: well we talked about self-awareness and that's all about kind of the internal connection we have to ourselves Social awareness is that external connection we have to others. Uh, how can we connect outwardly in a, in a conscientious and, and emotionally intelligent way? So, yeah, the first thing is really being able to have empathy, that we, we actually develop that skill at sensing other people's emotions. You know, we can understand their perspective. We can take an active interest also in their concerns uh, and, and if we think about it, I don't know if you're a Big Bang Theory uh, uh, fan, Paul, but Sheldon, mm-hmm. you know, one of the main characters, he's a brilliant guy, but he has kind of some levels of Asperger. So there's always constant jokes because he, he can never understand what people are feeling and, and, and he always gets stuck up from that. But that's really what happens when someone has some uh, autism or is on the autistic spectrum. They have a very hard time connecting people and using empathy. So as a coach, this is something that we probably need to develop more and more. and We need to trust ourselves. I think it starts with self-awareness. If we can be self-aware, we can then move to be socially aware and use our empathy in, in productive ways.
1: So it's really about, number one, understanding social cues, picking up on the mm. social cues. And yeah. number two is being able to identify with others' thoughts and feelings at a deeper level than just just, just face value. And I think this is a good point as well, because when we talk about empathy, sometimes it's very, very often mixed up with things like sympathy, empathy and sympathy. And of course, sympathy is really sort of saying to somebody, yeah, I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for the situation you're in. or I'm sorry this happened to you but empathy is about really putting yourself in their shoes so that you really are able to feel what they feel at a level where there's a deeper understanding
0: yeah and that'll 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 communicate through the ways that we you know work with someone if we're using empathy it's going to help them to understand themselves more because we are working to understand them rather than just you know Uh, have reflect what they're feeling back onto ourselves and sharing it from our own personal perspective. We're actually trying to reach out to them and help them expand their own ideas about themselves, which is much more effective.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, Tom, the last, well, one of the the last, I say the last, there's a lot to emotional intelligence, but within, within the framework, I guess, of emotional intelligence, the the last one here to mention today is social skills. And Mm -hmm. of course, that really relates to our capacity and ability to really connect, create, you know, those that chemistry with others, and also to be able to communicate in a in a very sincere, cons, com, concise um, manner, and to be able to convey our thoughts and feelings, you know, through our own self awareness and self management. But really, really, it really is about interacting with others, isn't it?
0: Mm, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's uh, the way that we interact with others, the way we can communicate our ideas. Uh, this is especially important for leaders, but, but to anyone really. Uh, a leader needs to uh, work on their, their social skills quite a bit. For example, are they able to connect with a vision that they can then uh, communicate to others in an authentic way so people want to follow them? That's a huge thing for for leaders, but really for anyone that that wants to communicate, you know, how well can we influence uh, our ideas uh, and connect with others or or are we interested in developing other people? That's another big thing, you know, as coaches. Right. That's a huge social skill, something that a lot of people don't really have. Um, you know, are we able to deal with conflict when something comes up and there's a, there's a conflict, there's an argument, what, what do we do? Do we, do we shrink down and try to get away from it? Or are we able to work with people and figure out how to go past the conflict, help them to understand themselves and understand the situation and work towards something positive? So these are all things that, that come up you know, when we're talking about social skills
1: Mm. And of course, you've said everything there which is really relevant, like you said, not only to leaders, but also to coaches as well. You know, I mean, we have to be effective listeners, we have to be able to put across clear, concise messages. We also have to be able to ask powerful questions. Uh, But of course, if we, it's all interrelated and all interlinked, because, you know, to ask the right questions, we need to be aware, we need to be empathetic um, of the coachee or the you know the people we're talking to Um, Mm -hmm. and of course at the same time we also have to be aware of our own emotions and be able to manage those emotions as well during the process or during the interaction or conversation and that's the thing that all of this you know self-awareness self-management social awareness and social skill they are all interconnected and I think that the great thing is is that when you go on that journey to try to continue to develop your emotional intelligence if you improve in one area, it tends to have a knock-on effect or impact in all of the others as well, Tom. That's something that I've found.
0: Right. I, I, I believe that as well. I, I really think it, it does all kind of start with how self-aware are we of ourselves? And as coaches, that's something that we should be working on. You know, we talk about, you know, when we coach someone, we should be trying to coach around the who. Who are they? What's important to them? Uh, what, what are they feeling? Uh, how is that affecting their lives? Uh, what's the thinking or experience that's created these emotions? And and how can we show our coachee that emotions, like you said, are things that just kind of like float by in the sky if we close our eyes? We can, we can see them and we can have gratitude for any emotion, good or bad. As long as we realize that they're temporary, all emotions are temporary and we have the power to allow or not allow our emotions to control us or not control us. It's really up to that. And, and, and when, we, when we understand that, we can start to feel a lot more freedom about what we want in our lives, about who we want to be, about uh, what we stand for, about who we want to communicate with. So, like you said, yeah, I mean, I could go on and on, but it, they are all tied together, as you said, um, with that core being understanding ourselves first.
1: Yeah, yeah, they are. I think the, and a good place to start if you're interested in developing your own emotional intelligence is, first of all, self-awareness, because all the others, you know, are based on that. If you're not aware of your emotions, then, you know, you, there's no way of really starting this journey. So. Some quick tips that I think are important is actually just throughout the day, just check in with yourself. Um, You know, how are you feeling? Where are your emotions right now? Um, And starting to label those emotions is a very powerful way of creating or starting to create that Um, self-awareness. Self-management, you know, when those when those emotions arise, especially those negative emotions where, you know, it could be based around fear, anxiety, anger. Any of those emotions, when they start to rise or they start to become stronger, being aware of those and saying, OK, you know, I have some choices to make here. You know, get, allowing yourself to know that you have choices in those situations and you're not controlled by those emotions is, is a good thing. Um, social awareness, empathy, you know, actually spend the time to sit down and practice just listening to people, not judging them not sharing your opinions or ideas or thoughts, but literally sitting there and just listening to understand. That will help develop um, the skill of empathy. And, of course, the last one, social skill, well, I mean, that that really is about, you know, managing your interactions with others. And I think that depending on what part of social skill that you'd like to develop um, or focus on, um, there are, of course, lots of things that you can do there. Any any words of advice on any of these um, four areas, Tom, from from your perspective?
0: I think you covered them very well, and I would just like to add that the ideas behind emotional intelligence are are really a great place to start with any coachee uh, who is trying to to better themselves, who may be looking to be more authentic to themselves who want to set goals for themselves that really matter. The first thing is really understanding who they are first. Um, If they can do that, then they can start to understand what they really want rather than just what maybe, um, you know, the, the, the TV advertising's tell them they want, (laughs) right? It has, it has to be something that comes from within. And so there are actually a lot of different ways to use, uh, the emotional intelligence model to help our coachee uh, so I, I really highly recommend that you, you do a little study on it and uh, see how you might be able to use it yourself as a coach
1: yes yes and and again it's one of those things that's good news you can develop it it is something that you but it's not something that's easy to develop I'm not going to say it's easy but nothing in life mm. worth having is easy from my perspective it is something though how you know we we can we can improve so um ladies and gents of listening out there from all over the world it's 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 great we've come to the end of this podcast uh What I am noticing is that our our listeners tom are are coming from every continent now across the world, which is really fantastic and encouraging so thank you, thank you to our listeners. For listening to our podcast and subscribing, and remember, if there are any topics around coaching specifically that you would like us to discuss, please contact Tom, and uh, we'll make sure that we we do, um, you know, we do have a discussion around the topics that you would like to hear about.
0: Yeah, it's really amazing uh, all of the different areas in the world that we're getting interested in, in our podcast, and we love it. Yeah, so if you want more information about anything we've talked about or otherwise even things we haven't talked about that you would like us to to introduce in our podcast or if you're interested in our coach training program uh fully accredited by the ICF. It's a 60 hour program, all online, all comprehensive, you get all the materials, you get coaching supervision, do peer coaching, self-study. It's a real complete program. Uh, please contact uh, me at director at coachtie.com And I will be more than happy to share any information that you would like to uh, learn more about.
1: So Tom and to our listeners, have a wonderful weekend. Take care and be safe.
0: Yes, please. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye, Paul. Bye-bye.